Welcome back to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Erin Summers, joined by my co-host, John Shazer. We are back from the bye week, Saints fans, and we're getting ready for a Monday night football matchup against the Seattle Seahawks. And to get us all caught up on the Seahawks and what they've been up to this season, we're going to bring in John Boyle, who is a digital media reporter for the Seattle Seahawks. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Erin. Thanks for having me. Good to see you both. Thank you for joining us. I know it's been an up and down past couple weeks with injuries with the Seahawks. How has the team reacted to not having somebody like Russell Wilson, who's been such a stable for the team at quarterback? Yeah, it's it's been strange. I mean, he has never missed a game. He's in his 10th season and he had started every game postseason included up until this past week. So it's strange to see. I mean, the the players are all really rallying around Geno Smith. He's been here a few years and he's a you know very popular guy in that locker room. So um, everybody has a lot of confidence in him, but it is uh, it's an unusual thing just to to not see number three out there. How have you seen Geno Smith reacting to taking over the reins, and what's been his mentality? Uh, really well. I mean, it's it's a tough thing to back up Russell Wilson when you talk about the mentality because again, you you're never on the field and. Before that, he backed up Eli Manning and Philip Rivers, who were also super durable guys. So um, he, you know, he came in. It was really impressive when he came in against the Rams a couple of weeks ago. His first drive there, backed up at the two-yard line in the fourth quarter, down two scores, and he leads a 98-yard touchdown drive. So for the most part, he's played really well. Unfortunately, he did turn the ball over in overtime with the chance to lead a game-winning drive. He was sacked by T.J. Watt and fumbled. So. He's been pretty hard on himself for the turnovers, but, um, you know, overall he's been, you know, everything you could ask for from a backup. Overall, I mean, you've been to two overtimes this season. It's been some tough games. What has kind of the lay of the land been for the Seahawks heading into week seven? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're kind of up against it. They know they, they need to start winning some games here. They, you know, they had really high expectations coming into this season um they're two and four which is not where you want to be especially in the nfc west when you've got a six and oh team and a five and one team ahead of you so they know they have a lot of work to do to get back in the playoff picture they're they're trying to take the mentality of you know hey it's a really long season a lot of time left to make up some ground but they got to start getting those wins soon and regardless of who's playing quarterback for them so it's not all in genius means that the defense has been struggling and that's been a big factor in these losses as well yeah, and that leads me to this question, John. Um, the Saints were in a similar situation last year and the year before when they lost Drew Brees to injuries. In fact, first game they played without him was at Seattle. Um, has it been a situation where defensively, you mentioned the defensive struggle too, but that defense is probably going to have to take on a little bit more of a lead role because that's what the Saints were pretty yeah. much to do when Drew was out. For sure. I mean, we heard that actually from Bobby Wagner last week. He said, you know, now's our time to kind of step up and and, you know, make up the, for the difference here with, with Russell Wilson out. And again, that's not like a knock on Geno Smith, but we're talking about a, a Hall of Fame quarterback here that's not on the field. So, you know, the defense, it did look better. It's been a weird year for that defense because they've had stretches where they played pretty well. You know, the first six quarters of the season, they looked pretty good. And then they had a bad second half in the loss to Tennessee. They played pretty bad against Minnesota in that loss. Bounced back, played well against 49ers, played a good half against the Rams and then a bad half. So it's just been sort of this up and down. So, the talent's there. There's a lot of talent. They played better against the Steelers, but, you know, I think everyone also knows the Steelers aren't maybe the, the best offense they're going to face all year. So we'll see if they can build off that. They they did, they did look to have cleaned up some of the issues that have plagued them. But, yeah, that, that's a for sure thing. If this team's going to get on a roll, 
it's not just about getting Russell Wilson back or Geno Smith playing well. It's it's on that defense too to pick it up. Is there also a little bit more of a lean on the run game because obviously that can help balance the offense and and it takes a, a lot of pressure off a quarterback who hasn't played as much. For sure. I mean, the unfortunate thing is right now their top two running backs are on injured reserve, Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. Um, Penny will probably be back this week. That's the plan with him. Uh, Alex Collins has been really good in relief of Chris Carson. He had his first 100-yard game in a while last week, and they really kind of turned it around in the second half by leaning on that run game. They, they didn't run a lot in the first half, opened up the third quarter, just running a ton and ran right down the field and scored touchdowns. So Pete Carroll talked about this week, about that this week, that he really wants to kind of focus on the run game a little more and take a little pressure off Geno Smith and just everything that can obviously open up in the passing game as well. So I do think, you know, you don't want to be stubborn and pound your head against the wall if, if it's getting stopped, but they do want to be a good running team right now. Now, I, I got to ask about DK Metcalf, Metcalf, but I'm not exactly sure what to ask. Is, is he human? I mean, he is he is <laughs> some kind of a, a thing that we, we're not accustomed to seeing. It's unbelievable. I mean, to just see that guy up close, people that size should not move the way he does. I'm sure you guys saw him try out his skills in track and field. Yeah. You know, he didn't win or anything, but to run a 10-3, whatever he did, 10-3-7, I think, at that size is just incredible. So, yeah, he's off to a good start this season. He's, you know, still, you know, he's young still. He's 23. I think he's still growing as a complete receiver. But, man, just the skill set there is so impressive, just the way he can move and you get the ball in his hands, makes, you know, breaks tackles, makes guys miss. So he's a heck of a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, John, you guys both brought up the run game here, but the Saints, they have the number one rushing defense in the NFL right now. Might be a little bit of a challenge. How do you see that matchup kind of panning out? Yeah, kind of what I was saying earlier. Like, you don't want to be stubborn and just keep running to get one or two yards and punt. So, I, you know, you got to find that balance of you want to run the ball well, and they're, you know, I'm sure they will still try it. But you, again, you don't want to just ruin drives by having third and eight every time because you hand it off twice and get stuffed. So, they're going to have to find that balance. And, you know, as, as we all know, the, the play action can work whether the running game is really working or not. So, you know, they can use that to their advantage, even if they're not running the ball great. But they, they do need to at least give it a try. And like I said, they're hoping to get Rashad Penny back. He's, he's a different running back, um, kind of more of a big play threat. So maybe they get him going in some space if they can. But, yeah, that's, that's going to be a tough matchup for him for sure. And Tyler Lockett, somebody that's also kind of stepped up, helped out on the offensive side of things. What do you like about him? I, I mean, he's a great, he's one of the more underrated receivers in the NFL. If you ask me as somebody who's watched his whole career, he's, you know, he's just such a precise route runner. He's fast. He's got incredible hands. He, he catches a lot more contested balls than you'd think for a guy his size. And you think a lot of times the, the big bodied guys, you know, the Mike Thomas at the DK Metcalf would be your contested catch guys, but Lockett's really good at, you know, using his body to create separation to kind of wall off a defender and, and he's just got great hands, great feet at the sideline. So he's a really fun player. It's, it's been the last couple of years been interesting. They, they tend to, you know, teams will maybe focus on one of the two and the other guy has some opportunities. So I couldn't tell you going into this game, which one of those two guys will have the better game, but they sort of send, tend to trade off depending on what a defense is doing. John, is this the kind of game where the fan base can maybe sway because because we understand what, what kind of fan base there is in Seattle. It's a prime game, underdog game, and they can make it really difficult to play there. Yeah, I mean, that's that would be the hope, obviously. You know, the, the fan, it's, it's kind of weird. They've actually, I think if you look at their record going back a couple of years, they've become a really good, the Seahawks have become a really good road team, and it's actually mm -hmm. home field advantage numbers aren't what you would expect in terms of win-loss, but 
it is still a fantastic crowd. It'll be loud Monday night. It'll be rocking. So I'm sure, and they're going to, they're going to put Matt Hasselback in their ring of honor at halftime. So that'll get the, the crowd fired up as well. So it's going to be, it'll be a raucous environment. Yeah. I'm sure they're hoping that maybe that can make a little difference for that defense to, to make some big plays. You know, maybe you hope Jameis Winston makes some mistakes, although it doesn't look like he's making a lot of mistakes this year. How hard is it to prepare for a team coming off a bye week, especially one like the Saints who could possibly get several players back from injury? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you, you know, you mostly prepare for them the same in terms of your preparation, but you also know that they have that advantage of getting healthy guys being fresh. I mean, the, the Seahawks actually have a pretty good record. I think it was like four and two against teams coming off a bye in the last couple of years. So they've, they've done pretty well in that, whatever there is to that. But um, it's, yeah, I mean, that obviously is an advantage to the Saints a little bit that they're getting healthier, but I guess you hope the, the counter to that is they got to come across the country and play a late game in, in your home. I mean, both of these teams have great head coaches that have long track records in the NFL. Do you know anything about their relationship or dynamic? Not a lot. You know, I think Pete's been asked about over the years. I, you know, as far as I know, they've never overlapped and have a lot of coaching background together. But I think it's just a lot of mutual respect because both these guys know how hard it is to what, what they've done, what, you know, the Steelers have done to win, go to the playoffs year after year. I think Unfortunately, you guys have probably noticed this too. I, I think what the what the Patriots did over the last couple of decades kind of skewed fan expectations around the NFL. And it's hard to be a winning team and be a playoff team every year. And that's what these organizations have done. Yeah, absolutely. What is something that Saints fans need to look out for about this team or the environment? What can we expect on Monday night? Yeah, I mean, in terms of the environment, we already talked about just, just how loud it's going to be and how tough that can be. In terms of the team, you know, even though we just talked about the defense struggling, I, I do feel like they're turning a corner a little bit. And, you know, if, if the crowd gets going a little bit, I, I think maybe the, the CX defense could surprise some people this week a little bit. Um, they've got some playmakers. They've got some really good players. And, again, last week felt like maybe a, maybe a turning point. We'll see. You know, I think this is a better test for them this week than, than what they saw last week. So other side of the ball, I mean, we talked about the receivers already especially with Russell Wilson out, those guys, I think, really just need to step up and, and help Gino out and have big games. Yeah, John, if I can circle back on Gino for one more thing. Is yeah. there what he might have learned from sitting and watching Russell the last couple of years? Yeah, you know, he's talked a little bit about that, of just the patience that it requires to, to be that backup. And you you do see the game differently. You learn, you learn some things that maybe when you're a young guy playing as a rookie, you wouldn't have known. And, you know, Russell Wilson is – and he actually credits Drew Brees with a lot of this is just the way he works, his approach to the game. He, he's about as dedicated as, to the craft as you can be at that position. So I think Geno Smith learned a little bit of that. And then just on the, the physical side of it, he's talked a lot about his, just how he's developed footwork wise. Just, he's just a, a better like technical player than he was when he was starting for the Jets when he was young and a lot of the physical talent's still there, but just that, you know, the, the kind of the, the smaller nuanced points of it. Yeah. I'm a little familiar with that area of the country and I know the weather can sometimes be dicey. Do we know what it's looking like here for Monday? I'm just pulling up the forecast because you asked that. <laughs> it, the, it's basically rain every day. We're, we're into that fall season of rain all the time there. It's not going to be cold. They're saying high of 55 and a 61% chance of rain. So, you know, could be a little breezy, a little wet, but I don't think it's going to be anything too crazy. John, right. 55 is cold for us. Uh, cold. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. We'll call it cool. Not, not too cool. 
Well, we'll see if that has an effect on anything this coming week. Thank you so much, John, for joining us. John, myself, we really appreciate it. Lots of good insight on the Seattle Seahawks. We'll be back with another New Orleans Saints podcast on Friday as we continue to preview this matchup. John, thank you. Great. Thanks for having me.